The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 15th chapter. Jesus called the crowd to him and said to them, Listen and understand. It is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but it is what comes out of the mouth that defiles. Then the disciples approached and said to him, Do you know that the Pharisees took offense when they heard what you said? He answered, Every plant that my heavenly Father has not planted will be uprooted. Let them alone. They are blind guides of the blind. And if one blind person guides another, both will fall into a pit. But Peter said to him, Explain this parable to us. Then he said, Are you also still without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth enters the stomach and goes out into the sewer? But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this is what defiles. For out of the heart come evil intentions, murder, adultery, fornication, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defile a person, but to eat with unwashed hands does not defile. Jesus left that place and went away to the district of Tyre and Sidon. Just then, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and started shouting, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But he did not answer her at all. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she keeps shouting after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. He answered, It is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. She said, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, Woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed instantly. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. Tired. Tired? No, that's always a theme. However, how many of you start school this next week? Are you excited? Yeah. Yes. A little bit of a mixture? I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm going to Mrs. Oh, that'll be fun. I'm going to Mrs. Pelk's. Ooh. I'm going to Mrs. Ruben. Very cool. Very nice. Sometimes there's a lot of excitement that happens when going to a school. Sometimes there's a little bit of apprehension that goes to a, when going to a school. But no matter what, you know that who's going to be there right there with you? 
God. That's right. God's going to be right there with you. But on that note, I've got a question for you. I always got a question, but I got a question for you. Now, you might know this answer. God is with you when you're scared, when you're happy, no matter what, even when you're going to a new school. Is God with anybody else? No. Yes. 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 Very good. And who is God with? Everyone. 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 Um, a whole bunch of people, right? A whole bunch of people. But here's my question. What about people who don't go to church like me and you? Is God with them? Yes. Hmm. What about people who don't believe exactly the same things as me and you? Can God be with them? Yes. What about people who really don't get along with us? And in fact haven't gotten along with us or our parents or the people before us, people that are always against us. Is God with them? Yes. Yeah. The really weird thing with today's text is that the type of person that was begging for Jesus to be helpful, the type of person that was begging for Jesus to heal, this type of person did not get along with Jesus' type of people. Didn't get along with them for generations. A generation is everybody your age, and then everybody your parents' age, and then everybody their parents' age, and then everybody their parents' age. Generation and generation and generation hadn't gotten along. But God was still with them. God was still with them. So, when you go to school, I want you to remember two things. One, God's with you. Can you say that? God's with you. God's with you. Two, I want you to remember that God's with everybody. God's with everybody. So, when you are scared or maybe a little bit alone, I want you to be able to pray that God would be with you. But when you see somebody struggling, if you see somebody maybe with some tears or you see somebody maybe that's scared or alone, you can be with them too. Because that's where God is. God's with everybody. Yes? Today's my dad's birthday. Cool. Are you going to celebrate? Yep, at my house. All right. Birthdays in January. Nice. I like birthdays. That's part of my favorite part of school, too, is celebrating everybody's birthdays. So, let's rain this all in. And shall we say a prayer? Yeah. Yeah. Let's pray. God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for the beginning of the school year. And whether we're super excited or a little scared to go back, we ask that you be with us. We also ask that you be with all the people going back to school, all the people working in schools, all the people participating, that no matter who they are, they might know that you love them very, very much, the same way that we know you love us very, very much. Thank you for being our God, and thank you for blessing all your people. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Very good.
In the name of Jesus, amen. I got a question for you. Who are the Canaanites? Canaanites. Though that's in there, it's not actually a true part. Yeah. They fought against the Israelites. Very good. Every time in the Old Testament, not every time, but most of the times in the Old Testament when Israel's fighting against somebody, you see Canaanites. Now, there's a reason for that. When the Israelites were eventually, after 40 years of wandering in the desert, the second time they were going to enter into the promised land, there is a group of people that already occupied that, had already built their homes there, and were already present. Those were the Canaanites. And when God put God's people into the promised land, he asked the Israelites to wipe every single one of them out, which is not a part of our scripture that we meditate on quite a bit. This is a part of our scripture that sometimes can make us feel uneasy, can sometimes make us feel a little bit squeamish, imagining God saying, you know what, I'm going to take these people's homes, this is going to be your home now, and go ahead and wipe them all out. But that's what God said, and Joshua did that pretty much to a good degree. But there were still some left. There were still some left outside the territory. There were still some left that had fled. There were still some left even inside the Promised Land territory. And so God had to establish laws, as God often did, with how to interact with the Canaanites. And the laws were pretty basic. Don't. <laughs> Don't interact with the Canaanites. Now, there are some special exceptions. If they were a foreigner in the land just traveling through, there were laws for how to treat a foreigner. If they were people that had been trapped there, either by poverty or something else, there was laws on how to treat them. But by and large, don't marry them, don't interact with them, don't do anything with them. They are not Israelites. You are Israelites. They are not God's chosen people. You are God's chosen people. When we get to the time of Jesus, Cana, the land of the Canaanites, is not an official region, just like Israel at that time wasn't an official region. It was a religious understanding, but it wasn't something that was necessarily on the map. And so when Matthew, the gospel writer for today, goes out of his way to label this woman a Canaanite woman, he's saying something religious. He's not just saying, this woman from Biglerville, that would have been, you know, this woman from Tyre and Sidon. That's the region that she was from. That's the region that she was in. This was a religious statement. A woman who had no connection to the Israelite faith, who had no connection to the covenant that God made with God's holy people, that had no reason to ask for anything of Jesus. This woman, who you are not supposed to marry or deal with or anything else, this is the type of woman that we experience here today. A Canaanite woman. And Jesus sticks to the party line the first time, right? He says nothing to the woman at all. And then when his disciples ask, make her go, or request, make her go away, he says to the disciples, 
it's not right to give, to just throw away the blessings of God. But she persists, and she persists, and she persists, and eventually, we see a great, great faith come from her lips. That even dogs get to eat what fall from the master's table. And here is where Jesus sees great faith outside of the Israelite kingdom. The woman did not stop being Canaanite throughout this whole time. The woman did not stop being who she was through this encounter. This is not an encounter of transfiguration. This isn't an encounter of change. This is an encounter of a Canaanite woman with faith which is good news for us. Most of us, not all of us, but most of us, don't claim anything with the first covenant. We don't claim a Jewish heritage. A lot of us. It's okay if we do. But most of us don't. Most of us are Canaanites. Have you ever thought of yourself as a Canaanite? No. You are. Most of us. Most of us have no right or claim to that promise that God made with Abraham, with one exception. Do you remember that promise? Way back in the Old Testament, that first promise, that out of Abraham's line would be a multitude of descendants, that everyone who blesses them will be blessed, that everyone who curses them will be cursed, and that through them, and this is the part, through them, all the families of the world will be blessed. That is the original promise that God made with Abraham. Christ, Jesus, being an Israelite, fulfills that last peace. Through the Israelite line, through the blessings of God towards Abraham, you and I, all the families of the world, now hold that same blessing. That God loves us. That God is for us and not against us. That God indeed dwells with us. So what? That's a neat little understanding of how God might interact with really, really, really old classifications of people. But we don't hear Canaanites used in everyday language. And we don't see this struggle between Gentile Christians and Jewish Christians, at least not very often, maybe in our daily lives. And so what does this have to do with us? Well, Jesus here isn't just working singularly. He's working with precedent. The God of heaven and earth, the God who told God's people not to mix with the Israelites, became man, dwelt among us, and interacted with the Israelites, or the Israelites and the Canaanites. God came down and did something different. 
decided it was okay to be with, to mix with, to engage with people who are not of the same faith, not of the same creed, not of the same color, not of the same promise. And so, we as Christians hold this calling too. Who are the Canaanites in our culture today? Who are the ones that we are not to mix with, we are not to talk with, we are not to engage with? Who are the ones that are not the same as us, not on our side? Who are the ones where when we think of all God's faithful and holy people, they don't come to mind, at least not immediately? Who are the Canaanites? It is our good and gracious calling that we have to name these Canaanites in our head, not because we're trying to put a label on them, but because we already have that system and that culture in our midst. We have to be honest about what's going on in our daily lives and then engage that the way that Christ would. Look for the faith among Canaanites. Look for the spirit among Canaanites. Look for that profession of faith that can only come from Canaanites. Because while we do a very, very good job of professing the faith here together as a congregation, as a Christian church, we see here today that that is not the only place that the good sower has scattered seed. Who are the Canaanites? Name it in your heart. And in the same way that God has blessed you by grace through faith with a promise to love you, to dwell with you, to never leave you, Recognize that same promise in them. Thanks be to God for grace towards us. Thanks be to God for grace towards all. Amen.